Hi, this is Carlos Centurion, president of Riverlogic. Uh, glad to be with, with you today. Uh, this is the first of our Real Talks, which is a series of broadcasts uh, that are designed to engage with industry experts uh, on topics related to supply chain, business transformation, and innovation. Uh, today, we're excited uh, to have our first host, Ali Aksud. Ali is Solution Strategy Director, Digital Manufacturing and Supply Chain at Microsoft. Uh, he and I have actually worked together uh, for several years. I have a lot of respect for his point of view and knowledge. Uh, so Ali, welcome. Uh, and uh, if you could please start by telling us a little bit about your background and your role at Microsoft. Thank you, Car Carlos. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, my name is once again, Ali Aksud. I lead the worldwide solution strategy in digital manufacturing and supply chain for Microsoft. I've been with Microsoft a little over 10 years, um, but my entire career has been over 25 years in the supply chain domain. Um, basically, I've been a supply chain practitioner and I operated in this space uh, all the way, you know, back at the early days of my career uh, as a consultant, initially working mainly in the um, supply chain planning space, supply chain optimization space, and then later on an, an entrepreneur as well as, you know, uh, a practice lead for various different consulting engagements. And, you know, I've been uh, with Microsoft last 10 years, uh, again, driving our strategy um, and growth for in the context of broader supply chain and manufacturing, digital manufacturing capabilities. So you have been engaged in supply chain uh, in a variety of different ways. You've seen it end to end. Uh, under different situations. Uh, tell us, what are the top strategies that your customers are using today uh, as they transform their supply chain? I, I think what's been happening is there has been a little bit of a shift. Um, and it's, I, I wouldn't say like exactly maybe a shift, but it's an evolution, right? So when the, um, the COVID-19 hit, or in, even in the, the earlier days of that, uh, the, the pandemic, there was a lot of focus around uh, visibility, especially in transit visibility. And this was related to, you know, the transportation network related issues, the port congestions, um, you know, the lack of chassis or drivers or not having the containers in the right place, right? And then since then, um, you know, there, that as the, the port congestion and the transportation related issues started to go away, uh, the prices coming back to the pre, -con, you know, pre-COVID days, um, then our customers started to look into now their visibility into supplier networks, uh, even like multi-tier you know, visibility into what is happening, where the risks are arising, um, whether it's, again, risks associated to long-term risks uh, or whether risks associated to short-term, you know, meaning like, you know, my PO is being, for example, delayed uh, there because they're having some production issues. My supplier is having some production issues. And then as soon as people start to get to that visibility and understand what is really happening in their network, then they start to looking into, all right, what does the downstream impact mean in the context of like, you know, understanding the, 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 whether it's in the long term, like the risk associated to profitability, risk associated to revenue, risk associated to, you know, inventory risk uh, in my network, for example, um, or to even looking at the short term risks, right? And everybody's trying to understand what is that downstream impact. And then from there, 
quickly move into what can I do? What, whether again, I'm doing any kind of a planning in the, you know, that, that, uh, that long-term horizon, strategic horizon, uh, to the degree of if, you know, there is certain risks emerging and potential risk related to political risk or other like, um, you know, other risk in my network that I need to look for multi-sourcing, nearshoring kind of, you know, um, options. Um, where will that make sense to, you know, what kind of policy that I should employ? Where should I set up my nearshoring for capacity, you know, and, and how much of that capacity I should set, set um, to even down to that detail level of production planning and scheduling. I have a delay in my order. So quickly people are starting to evolve from that getting visibility, understanding the downstream impact related to that visibility in the context of any supply risk and then from there looking uh, for various different options of what is the best course of action to optimize not my network again whether it's in the again strategic layer or tactical or uh, operational layer it certainly is something we've seen too which is uh, the the endless series of disruptions are continuing to pile on each other and you're right uh, sustainability is the next wave to add more complexity We've seen also now that uh, we're still feeling recessionary pressures, that there is an interplay also between cost optimization and margin optimization. And so people are starting to ask the question from the finance side, fine if I take that cost out, but what does that mean in terms of our profitability now and in the future? Uh, so that's excellent. Uh, so Ali, how are Microsoft customers driving top line growth or maintaining their financial performance while without sacrificing um, the operational excellence and without negatively impacting their risk profile? I think the starting point uh, related to that is still the visibility at the forefront, right? Uh, and there has been a little bit of a shift in terms of what that visibility meant. Uh, since the you know early days of the pandemic, I would say compared to what's been happening over the last, I would say six eight months right now. Initially, it was all about you know visibility related to in transit visibility, right? Because of everybody knows the port congestions or the you know the the lack of chassis and drivers or containers just being in the wrong place. It was very much about like where can I get visibility into when am I going to be able to discharge, um, you know, my goods in various different or load my in various different ports of this, you know, origin or ports of destination kind of a thing. What we are seeing recently now, you know, now that network that the transportation network started to de de stabilize and the cost of the, you know, the, the transportation started to go back to the pre COVID-19 days. Now, a lot of organizations are looking to have visibility into their suppliers and then even their supplier suppliers. And then as soon as they start getting that visibility, that's where they're starting to ask the questions around how can I now update and optimize my various different plans, whether it's in that context of I'm actually investigating various different risks that are related to my, you know, suppliers, because I see that there are certain bottlenecks or certain, you know, risk, whether it's in the, you know, weather related risk or whether it's because single sourcing related is or certain, you know, political related risk that might emerge there that translates immediately into strategic and tactical you know, plans and, and optimizations, right? How can I 
actually even go all the way up to the strategic level of you know create and redesign reconfigure my entire network and determine you know whether i should be actually employing some near shoring you know kind of policies and if so what should be that capacity that kind of a tactic strategic level even uh, planning and going down into again tactical and even operational right when i discover certain uh, you know disruption uh, whether it's in the context of my snop ibp kind of a process where i need to determine where am i going to be you know placing my inventory how much of that and even down to the level of you know when i this this this, you know, identify a certain disruption that is in my operational horizon. How do I adjust my production plans? Like in the event of this PO is going to get delayed, what is that going to do to my production schedule? And then what is my now, given that PO delay, what is my optimum production schedule? So a lot of the organizations are starting to move from that you know, now I got the visibility, transit visibility. Now I got actually even my supplier visibility. Now, how do I use that information to start planning, whether it's at the strategic level or it's the tactical or operational level? Yeah, and we've certainly seen that that loop of uh, dynamic visibility, plan, replan, gain visibility again is so critical. And as you say, being able to tie into the strategic so that the, over time the strategic can adapt to become more resilient uh, and also more performant. Uh, one of the things that we've seen that's really important in those decisions to go fast is the understanding of, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to make some changes, which customer, which product do I need to prioritize based on strategic value, based on the profitability of those customers and orders. Um, and uh, just having that north and that visibility um, into those financial performance drivers are so important to be able to move fast. Um, and so it's certainly aligned with that. Um, so the next question, Ali, is uh, do you have examples of real-world supply chain uh, transformations? Um, you know, that how, how are people making all this into a reality? I mean, the, a lot of the customers of ours, again, are not looking at it just from a technology kind of an aspect perspective, right? Even though like Microsoft, we are a technology provider, um, technology is only one facet of basically that, that whole equation around uh, running your supply chain effectively. It involves the a certain organizational adjustments and organizational change, as well as related to that, the uh, business processes adjustments in line with that. There is a, you know, a, a lot of stuff that is happening in the context of supply chain, as well as the technology with the research, recent emergence of ML and artificial intelligence technologies becoming more and more prominent and integral part of these decisions. Well, to be able to leverage these state-of-the-art edge technologies that are emerging, you need to have new sets of business processes and a, a different way of looking at the, these business processes and, and organizational structures, right? So a lot of our customers that are going through this kind of a digital transformation are looking at it holistically from you know people processes as well as technology perspective because if you just do one of these aspects um, without looking at those trifecta of those factors i think 
you know, any initiative that you do in the context of uh, digital product transformation will yield suboptimal results. Yeah, hundred percent alignment on that. We've certainly seen that uh, in our projects. Um, if it's uh, say just supply chain or a piece of supply chain, you get maybe X value. But at the moment you start involving procurement and manufacturing, finance, even the commercial organization, the value can be 10x uh, and is, is more lasting as well. So definitely align on that. Uh, last question for you, Ali, we really appreciate getting your perspectives today, uh, is uh, what advice do you have as people try to get going on this transformation journey? What's the best way to get started? I, I think the the advice, and, and this is not basically advice, a lot of what we are hearing from our customers, right, are the following. When it comes to this kind of a digital transformation, um, a lot of our customers are no longer just looking at it, like I said, just as a technology. And certainly they're not looking at like, let's just like rip and replace a whole slew of these systems and let's embark on a project that's gonna take us two years four years, whatever it is to accomplish this. And then I'm going to turn a switch and something is going to happen, right? A lot of organizations right now um, are more interested to deliver incremental gradual value as they, you know, move in their digital transformation journeys, right? Um, what I would recommend, there are certain pitfalls that I see related. This is, by the way, is the right approach, definitely, right? That incremental, gradual delivery and using the composable architectures and microservices and being able to quickly innovate and deliver value. That certainly um, is the right approach. I'm not against that. But what I'm seeing a lot of the time uh, in, the, in the market is a lot of the time the some of the projects are initiated just from a pure perspective of data. Let's just get the data from these various different systems and then we'll figure out what to do. Um, it could be, you know, a good starting point if there was a North Star, right? And that's, I think, the first um, recommendation uh, I, I, would, I would make, right? For any kind of a digital transformation project, I would recommend every single of one of our customers out there, first of all, define what that North Star that you want to achieve, right? What is, you know, based on the current state, where do you want to go in your future state? What business outcomes, what specific, you know, um, improvements uh, in terms of business value that you're going to be achieving by the end of this journey? And then craft your roadmap basically those individual sprints and iteration, what you're going to be achieving in step one, one step two, step three, what are you going to tackle first? Are you going to tackle, you know, for example, the long-term planning, strategic planning first, or are you going to focus on, you know, immediately like the production planning, production scheduling issues, or you're going to fix something related to your material handling processes in terms of your warehouses, logistics, uh, and so on. This is the, 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 I think my biggest recommendation is before embarking on this journey, have a very clear and concise idea about what that end state looks like. Have an organizational alignment in terms of not only what that end state looks like, but also what the st individual steps 
to get you to that North Star going to look like and have that alignment in a horizontal manner because supply chain is not just something that is run by, you know, just the supply chain organization. It involves multiple departments, stakeholders and personas. So everybody needs to be on the same page. Otherwise, what I'm seeing uh, before, even if you might have the North Star I've seen in the, before some customers where they actually take, like based on the changing dynamic priorities, they might take a detour and then, you know, realize like, what did we just do? Why did we spend the last six months on this? That's not going to get us to that North Star uh, the way we envisioned. That's the, my, you know, um, the most, you know, in, in my opinion, the, the recommended, um, my recommendation is most important recommendation is. Yeah, certainly. Uh, being purpose-driven uh, with a clear plan, good alignment. Uh, we've seen on top of that also that uh, um, if people can get a quick win, say within four, five, six months, where the, something is working, capturing value, then people can rally around that and it's a great springboard to maintain the momentum of uh, such a transformation initiative because it's, it can be very uncertain at the beginning uh, how people engage and what the outcome could be. Um, so Ali, thank you so much. Uh, this has been great talking with you and getting your insights. Um, and for the audience, thank you so much for your participation. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you at the next Real Talks event. Thank you, Carlos, for having me.